I get to speak with Robert Hanna. He runs a recruitment company that recruits not only attorneys, but all legal professionals. He is also a fellow legal podcaster. In this conversation, we touch upon how we can change the legal industry one choice at a time. Listen in for more. Good morning. It's an early morning for both of us today, but hey, we're carrying on. We got our coffees, we got our energy up, and welcome to the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been following you for quite some time now on LinkedIn, and I listen to your podcast. I'm a fellow listener, and so I was like, you know what? If I'm doing this, I'm taking the time to listen and I'm taking the time to learn myself. You know, I want to inspire others to do the same thing. And I think you do it in a very, um, how do I say this? Fun, upbeat way, right? Sometimes we get those podcasts where there's always room for everyone. But I feel like sometimes you, you find that happy median between being a professional, but also bringing some fun to it, which obviously those are similarities for us. You know, we all know there's a time to be serious, but there's also some time to play. So without further ado, I introduce you guys to Robert Hanna. Welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Edda. I'm a massive fan of yours and your podcast. So it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Really excited to be uh, chatting to you and uh, diving into all the things that we're, we're getting up to. Yo, we have so much to talk about. So why don't we just dive right in? Um, let's talk about your Casey partners, though. I want to talk about that first. I feel like that's really important for the audience, especially now when everybody's looking to either pivot or change their career or grow their career or just find their place in the legal industry. So any tips that you can provide to them would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. So Casey Partners, we were um, born in 2016. We are a legal talent solutions and content creation firm. So what we do, we partner with some of the world's best law firms and we help them with recruitment, attention, uh, attention, yep, retention and lots of other sort of things within the whole careers space. Um, so we uh, cover anything from a transactional through to a disputes lawyer. So anything from corporate banking, finance, litigation, arbitration employment, real estate, you name it. And that's across the UK and internationally. And we also touch on the US. So super exciting. And yeah, we've been going now for, as I say, since 2016. And we really stress the importance of community under Casey Partners. So we're not focused on just transactional deals and just partnering with candidates and partnering with law firms. We really understand and why we want it to be different in terms of how can we build and educate and inspire our community and also help with the overall well-being and big things that need tackling in terms of diversity, equity, inclusion within the law, in terms of educating for legal tech and why it's good and shouldn't be so much resistance and, and all these other topics. And that's why obviously the Legally Speaking podcast and our other vehicles, and I mentioned content creation, because I think it's important nowadays not to build a database, but to build a community and educate that community. And the better you are at that, the more impactful and more power you have as a business. But the whole reason I set up the business was my grandfather ran his own law firm in the UK during the 1950s, which was one of the most successful law firms outside of London, which obviously the capital over here in the UK. And so I always wanted to emulate his success, but in a sort of 2022 version, embracing all of these digital marketing and all these other sort of resources that are, that are available. But the heart of what we want to do is we want to make a real impact on the legal community for, for good. So that's kind of what we do, what we get up to and uh, yeah, how long we've been going. That's amazing. I got chills as you were talking, like my chills just saw crawling up on my neck because that's exactly what the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast was birth. Um, yeah. I originally just started 
giving paralegal services to attorneys that needed it. And then all of a sudden I said, they need a lot more than just paralegal services. They have, you know, process development buckets that they need to fill. They have personnel in the wrong positions or they have the wrong personnel doing the wrong thing. So um, there's a lot going on in the legal industry that, you know, happens behind the scenes that a lot of the clients that are coming in, right, to pay for those services are not understanding in the totality. And there's so many things that we can do in order to prevent that and increase the client experience as a positive way, right? Because I think at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. It's providing that client experience so that you can continue that revenue, continue those referrals, continue getting you know good clients, doing good for the industry, doing good for these people. Um, because at the end, we are soldiers to them, right? We are the defenders. We are the ones that are protecting them from you know any type of legal matters. And if we're doing our best, then they they will get the best. So I think um, very similar to my story, um, I was a, a recent mom, right? So I was, you know, I was there and I was in a crossroad and I said, you know what? I looked up to my dad as well and I saw all, everything that he did and I said, I want to do that too. And he had passed away probably five years by that time. And I was like, I want to, you know, I want to continue that legacy of, of giving back to the community. He was a big humanitarian. And I was like, but how can I do that? when I don't have that, like my dad just had this special heart and my mom's like, what are you talking about? Of course you do. She's like, just do it in your lane, you know? And I did. And I started doing it in the legal industry. And, you know, here we are with the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast and the book and everything else that we have. But aside from all of that that you just said, which I love, by the way, and I'm definitely going to look into and add it to my bookmark. Um, you actually have a podcast, which is really where it kind of, um, I guess got my attention personally, because yeah. I love to support fellow legal podcasters. I've had several of them on, but none of them quite align with my mission directly as your podcast, which is what attracts me to it. Cause I think we all have something to learn. And I feel like sometimes when other people, um, they're like, stay in your lane or be in your lane and don't look at competition. I don't look at competition, right? We, we are colleagues. Your audience is different than my audience. And the more we collaborate, the more we come together. I think, again, that kind of aligns with the mission that we were just talking about, about changing the legal industry and making it for the better. Um, so talk about Legally Speaking, because I am obsessed with it. I'm a hardcore fan. So I want everybody else to go on there and listen to you. And I know the biggest thing that attracted me was it's sponsored by Clio. So um, yeah, let's talk about that and how that happened, because uh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's been a journey, but I just want to sort of emulate what you said. You know, this is the era of collaboration over competition. This is the era which collaboration is domination. And I think if people really understand that, and this is so true in the legal world, you know, you don't have to hate the opposite side. You can act professionally, you can collaborate, you can do things in an ethical fashion that actually is just good for the industry. So hence, yes, I'm on your podcast. You have an audience. I have an audience. We can amalgamate the audience. We can do good together, better together. So I just wanted to really stress that I 100% echo that and you 
you do a wonderful job and you're a brilliant community builder and I do love your podcast I'm really excited and grateful to be here but as you mentioned yes sometimes I'm also in the host seat so I do host uh, the Legally Speaking podcast which was a baby about two and a half years ago tiny tiny little podcast we had this idea as I mentioned before how can we be different how can we be disruptive as legal talent solution providers do we just want to be another agency that exists that services clients or actually could we embrace digital could we embrace all these resources we have and put something good out into the ecosystem from an educational inspirational and entertaining perspective and show hey lawyers are human too people in the legal profession are too are too it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to actually not have great days it's okay that you may feel down because there's a community here that's going to support and look after you so we wanted to do that. So the Legally Speaking podcast was born um, in November of 2019. And, you know, we've grown phenomenally well. I mean, it's a lot of hard work, as you'll know, to be consistent. So we have produced a show every week consistently for two and a half years. We now, from this little baby with no listeners, we're now in over 3,000 cities across the globe. We are in the tens and tens and tens of thousands of downloads from the top one and a half percent of podcasts globally. Um, we have a significant following and we have an army of brand ambassadors, campus ambassadors that help support and promote the show. We obviously have our own production editorial team. And, and so it's, it's come from just this little idea to now it's this, this thing. And as you very kindly mentioned, you know, once you grow and grow, we get a lot of approaches for for sponsorship because the, the the goal of this isn't to isn't just to sort of monetize. It's to actually stick to the values of what's important to us. It's in terms of so we, we used to get a lot of approaches from from organizations in terms of, hey, we'd love to be on the podcast. We'd love to come and promote our products and services. And we've always said no because it doesn't fit in line with what we're looking for. So, you know, through being consistent, putting ourselves out there, providing thought-provoking content across all these different topics related typically around careers and how we can help people navigate different, different parts of their careers. Clio came around and, and Clio, you know, I strongly believe are one of the best in the legal tech space and, you know, really disruptive, but also come with a good place and a really good quality product, very professional, but also human at the same time. And they're yeah, servicing incredible. the same audience. Yeah. They're, and so, yeah, so their and, competition is pretty up there and and in pricing and and I don't mean to cut you off, but I used to consult for Clio for a long time. So I would sell their services as well. So I'm very familiar with them. Um, but, you know, affordability is the key now, you know, to, yeah. to have access to legal assistance and legal software that you can actually afford versus Correct. trying to bring in all these clients and bring in all this revenue just to pay what you just invested in, too. So just wanted and to... And it's so true because their values, you know, they are, you know, they're supported by the Law Society of England and Wales over here. Um, they're very big on um, access to justice. They're very big on trying to get as much distribution to those that need it to have these resources. So it really fit in line with our values in terms of working with, you know, they're a beast of an organization. They invested 110 million into their, their platform last year. They, they provide some of the most comprehensive legal trends reports and high quality information but they're so down to earth to, to deal with and so you know it's been a wonderful flourishing partnership um we've been now going with them for the last three and a half months and you know we've just uh, signed a new agreement so yeah we're, we're really delighted to to be with them and it just helps as part of the podcast journey in terms of just really trying to educate people that hey legal tech is good and it can help and actually if we can reduce the stress levels and increase work-life balance work-life integration and reduce and improve mental health and overall well-being through utilizing all of this tech i'm all for it 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally on board with you on that. Mental health has been a really uh, big topic, especially during the pandemic, um, not only for our children missing their classrooms and their teachers and, you know, physical presence, but also for the industry. You know, our, our industry has always been behind. We can all just, you know, address the elephant in the room. We've always been very sluggish. Um, it takes a long time for change to happen. And there's a lot of elements as to the reasons why, and we can go ahead and list them. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not really going to help. I'm all about finding solutions, not the problems. And understanding that we as legal professionals are the solution if we just go ahead and do things like this, have hard conversations, partner up, right? Collaboration, kind of the theme of today, it looks like. And um, understanding that we're all on the same team, regardless if we feel like we're in opposing parties or in opposing positions, that's okay. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to have a disagreement, but it doesn't have to become an argument. It doesn't have to become a full-on uh, dispute where anger is the heartbeat of the conversation. Um, so understanding that there's different elements. I was literally just having this conversation with one of my clients today. So irony enough, that was funny um, about how we can control disgruntled clients. You know, sometimes our clients come in and they're really already at a hard place, right? You know, because they're going through this difficult moment in their life where they don't understand anything. Obviously, yeah. that's why they're coming to the firm so that the firm can go ahead and help them. Um, and so, you know, they're coming in with anger and they're coming in with all these different types of emotions, depending on the type of case, especially if it's like personal injury, it could be physical pain plus the mental pain. If it's family law, yeah. very emotional process, especially for the children. Um, and so we're, we, I think you're right. And I think you hit it on the nail when, and I always say this to put the human back in humanity. Like, I think we've become like these, and I say this over and over again, but we become like these robots where yes. task completed. Okay. Moving forward. No, 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 no. What is going on with this case? How can we move it forward? How can we better serve this client? You know, we have to be no longer the tasker. We have to be the provider. We have to provide that client's experience, that client's service that they're paying for one way or another, whether it's a contingency fee or whatever, we can go on and on about that. But understanding that this is a human and they're going through something. And I think with the legal tech, going back to, you know, circling back with legal tech, legal software, um, you're right. We can create that that balance that we so need for some reason, and maybe you can tune in on this because I've never understood it. We always find that we have to work 24 seven. Like since <laughs> when did we become the medical industry? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's so true. And it, it doesn't need to be that way, but it, it all comes from the top down. You know, you, you need to ensure that it's people before profits. I think that's the key. I think, you know, the great resignation is real. The legal sector has been hit hard as a result of this. You look at the number of people at mid-level associates in big international law firms, they are leaving in droves because it doesn't fit in line with what they're looking for. It isn't why they got into the law. It becomes, they don't want to be in the conveyor belt of chargeable hours, churning out, churning out, missing family holidays, missing special family moments, missing weekends, missing having to sleep in the office just at the detriment of a 
that's not why people got into the law. You know, people typically, yes, you want to service clients. Yes, you want to be successful. But there has to be more to it than just churning and churning. And like you say, that's where some of the tech can really take away a lot of that laborious work that could be automated, optimized, more efficient. And that can clearly then be passed on to the to the client in terms of efficiencies, reduced costs and so forth. And it's a win, win, win. Um, so, yeah, it definitely shouldn't be 24-7. But there needs to be well-being programs in place. There needs to be enough. Uh, people to make sure workload can be distributed and that needs to be distributed to ensure that people get a fair chance that it isn't just partners choosing their favorites and so forth and overworking them and then lo and behold they choose to leave so there's lots of sort of politics that needs kind of removing and um, but the reality is you know disruption is coming to the legal space the rise of virtual law firms is real the rise of people's going up and setting up by themselves is real because people have realized you don't need to have a physical office with physical real estate and all of those overheads to be competitive, to be successful and to actually win and attract and retain clients. So I think there's mass disruption coming even further and law firms need to think very critically about how they can keep their people and really the art of that is culture. I think if you can get your culture from top down where people feel inclusive and if you're sticking to remote or allowing that flexibility, what are you putting in place to ensure you keep that sort of team spirits and keep spirits high, particularly for the junior people who are going to need that training development, they're going to need that social aspect, all of those things need really thinking through. Um, but those that do will be highly successful and those that don't will struggle to attract and retain people. I call that the blockbuster effect, right? Blockbuster failed. They were a great company. They came up with an amazing plan, business plan that Netflix and all these other companies later on replicated, but again, did that. And I'm going to quote you on the 2022 version of it, right? Yeah. Um, the Amazons of the world, right? They, they started with just selling books, which Barnes and Nobles and all these other major companies did as well, but they went again with that, you know, 2.0 version or that, um, and Blockbuster just refused, right? They just refused to grow. They said they had a great plan. Everybody was copying them and that's the best, you know, imitation or whatever it is. Um, and that, that's it. I think there's one Blockbuster and I think they already closed or something like that, yeah. but um, you're right. You're right. And, and I always say that it's called the blockbuster effect because I think it's the best thing. Um, Barnes and Noble's perfect example as well. I'm a bookie. Obviously, I love books. <laughs> I love books. I'm sorry. I will never replace my physical book with I have one. I have a, an, an ebook, um, whatever, you know, those Kindles or whatever they're called. I do have one for travel because obviously I'm not going to travel with a book. But um, I I there's just, you know, that physical aspect of just curling up with a book. But anyway, okay, I digress. Um, but the Barnes and Nobles, they had to shut down a couple, right, due to the pandemic. Obviously, people weren't coming into their stores, but they did a whole electronic version of their book, still provided you with the experience because going to, let's just say this, right, we can all love the virtual realm. And this is how I'm tying it back to what you just said. We can all love it, the flexibility of it, the you know, now I can do more personal time with my family and one-on-one -on -one time with my loved ones and my friends and whatever your personal life looks like. That's wonderful. But understanding that you're, you know, like they always say, you spend more time with your colleagues than you did with your family. Well, that changed, right? So now it's not like that now. But unfortunately, we have to still be that team 
right? We still have to be that person. Yes. And I've seen a lot of team building trainings, which I personally do for a lot of law firms in our consulting portion of the company. Um, team building, bringing back professionalism, right? Because people are showing up in their meetings with like yoga shirts and tank tops. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm glad you're home, but put on a blazer or something because, you know, you're still working. So I, I think people are, are still trying to get used to everything, right? They're rolling out of bed with their PJs and just logging in and, and that Lazadasic is great, but I'm always that person that I have to wake up, got to get dressed, got to, you know, I, I still have to be that person, right? I still have to, you know, look like, what is it? Dress like the part you want, right? Not like the part you have or whatever. So my, my husband's always like, it looks like you're going to go on a TED Talk. I'm like, that's exactly what I want. I want to be on TED Talk one day. So I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> We're going to make that happen because you deserve to be on TED Talk. So uh, I'm going to exercise some of my contacts and make that happen for oh you. But I, I, I love what you Vision board. It's been on my vision board for two years. I've done so many speeches. I love, you know, in preparation, of course. But um, it's funny because I literally have visions of it. So it's cool to visualize. And if put you that manifest it, it will happen. So I'm a, big, right. I'm a big believer in sort of manifestations. Oh, and, you know, a lot of people don't believe in that. But actually, it, it, it works. You know, if you really want something, you can make it happen. Because there's two types of people in this world. And it touches on what you were talking about earlier. There are complainers and there's change makers. There's no other option. So are you a complainer? Because you're complaining about the existence of what's currently going. Or are you complaining about the change? Or there's those that are going to change make the current or change makes the future. So, you know, you've got to realize there's only really one camp you want to be in if you want to get far. And that's the change maker and change embrace and adopt. And so I've always been in that perspective. It can be gritty. It can be, you know, never straightforward. But if you have that growth mindset, so, so important. No. And um, it goes back to your legal career, right? So the legal recruiting and how that works. Um, I always when I'm coaching my paralegals, I always tell them that. What do you want? You're complaining about this, this, and this, but what do you want? And do you know how many people don't know the answer to that? Do? What are you going to do? Because what happens is, yes, we're change makers. Yes, there's obviously things outside um, that are not, you're not able to control. But can you have that conversation with your manager and be like, this software sucks. We need a new one. And this is why. And I've done all the research and I think this would be the best software. Like, is that not something that you can do versus just sitting there and moping and saying that the software is not big enough or small enough or this and that, and it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that. Exactly. It's like, okay, great. You're giving me, I had this amazing manager um, that taught me a lot. And he, he would always say this, bring a pen and paper when I call you over. And bring me with that pen and paper, bring me solutions to your problems. And I, that kind of stuck with me because I'm like, that is so true. We're all sitting here complaining, moping in this meeting, saying that it should have been an email. You know, we see all these like wonderful memes about meetings and we're not doing anything about it. So nothing's going to change unless you do that change. The managers don't know that the software that you use every day is not working, that the client, this disgruntled client is disgruntled because of this, this, and this. They're not there. They're not having those conversations. So the best way that you can change your reality is change yourself and understand that just by simply having a conversation, obviously polite and professional, um, you can possibly change your reality, right? I mean, that's kind of like the goal in life. 
So um, I've always been that person. I've always thought ahead. I've always been that proactive. Obviously, I've never been a shy person ever since I was a kid. I've been like this my entire life. Never had that timid moment. Like, mm, I don't know what that is. So I understand there are different types of personalities. I'm definitely a type A all across the board. I've taken everything, the Enneagram, the disc, everything. I come out the same in every single <laughs> one. And it's not going to change, guys. I've been like this for 30 plus years. <laughs> but but um, understanding that there are other per- types of personalities that, but I always say that regardless of what personality you are, regardless of what test tells you you are, fear is really what's making you not change. Um, the fear of no, the fear of either uh, getting fired or whatever that fear is, you, you fill in that blank. I think that's really, you're just scared. You're just scared if I say something, what's going to happen? Well, you'll never know until you do it. (laughs) You you hit on so many points that that resonate with me. You know, like you say, nothing changes if nothing changes. You know, that's that's pretty obvious. And then fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. You know, people have all these ideas and they just die at source because of this intrinsic fear, you know, face everything and rise, you know, that is the way you've got to approach these things when it comes to fear, because what's the worst that can happen? Failure is just feedback. Like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I make mistakes every day. People are like, oh my God, Rob, you've, you've got these businesses, you've got this podcast, you're, you're an investor in this, you, you know, your profile looks amazing. I'm like, I suck most days. Like, you know, most days I'm creating mistakes or things are going wrong. And just because all these snazzy titles and things that appear, it's important that we're we're honest and open and authentic and vulnerable to audiences listening into podcasts like yours which is fantastic because they may look at my profile and go well okay that's quite interesting but the reality is i make mistakes all the time you know the main thing is i don't dwell on them because i have mentors coaches people around me that inspire lift me up and pick me up and put me in the right directions when i'm down and so that's really really important so you know you need to have a confidence coach if you don't feel confidence to go in and go and speak to your boss to, to try and educate them maybe you need some communication training from a communication trainer how can you improve your communication skills to internal stakeholders to influence them to make decisions to make happen like we're saying have a growth mindset have a right network is net worth like you will go so much further other than just sitting in there and surrounding yourself and by the way if you surround yourself by five successful lawyers you'll be the sick if you surround yourself with five negative lawyers that are burnt out you'll be the sick like it's very very straightforward proximity is power so i've practiced what i preach and i would really pass that on to all of your listeners hope that helps absolutely um my my business coach which is amazing and i still i'm i've been with her for since 2019, uh, I went on a retreat, like a business retreat, which that's what I thought it was, but it was really like a more transformational. We were more internal, what you were talking about, yoga, manifesting, all that good stuff. Wasn't expecting any of that, but I'm a yogi anyway. So I, I welcomed it with open arms. So anyway, we're at this retreat in this luxurious hotel. Cause you know, that's how the retreats are. Uh, I was getting treated like the queen I should be. Right. And cool. so I'm there and I'm having fun. And then all of a sudden, She comes up the stage, right? And all glory. And she says this one or two sentences. I don't don't really know. I haven't counted. But she says this phrase that literally changed my entire perspective of why my business wasn't getting to where it needed to be. And yes, it was fear, maybe. Um, Not quite sure about fear. It was just unknown, right? I, I just didn't know where I wanted to go with it, right? Like, okay, I had all these tools and I have all this knowledge, but what am I going to do with it, right? That's really where I was um, in the beginning of that retreat. And she goes, 
the definition of hell is when you pass away or when it's your time and you meet the person you could have been. And I was like, whoa, like to this day, I still get chills when I hear that. And I literally have it on my, cause I, I'm big believer of vision boards and, you know, seeing your, your, your vision. So I, I have it on that because it's true. It's true that the, those what ifs in life, what it could have been, what, sh- what it could have should have, right. Of, of war, of this entire society. Um, yeah, it's true. And, and I think, again, it goes back to what you were just saying. And, and um, you can't, you can't, if you're not the change, right, you can't see the change, then be the change, right? Because, I mean, what else are you going to do? You're just going to, like you said, are you going to sit there and complain? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But it's it's great that you, you know, you have coaches because they, they just, they, they can shift your mindset and perspective. You know, it's like you pay or have people in your network that could take you years of pain, months of just anxiety, months of stress. And you can just have someone who can just tell you that one thing and your perspective and mindset completely shifts. Absolutely. It's like that that can just get you into the right sort of frame of mind. It, like it's great. That's a great example of how how that business coach is really framed, and you look at things each day with a sense of purpose to be like, I don't want to be that person in hell. There's no oh. way. Like I want to be looking at my best versions. I want to leave no stone unturned. I will take every opportunity that comes my way, and I will make every opportunity. If I if you know if there's not a door to knock on, build one. Like it's it's, it's that sort of mindset. If you have right. that, you'll be so successful. Yeah, I always say that. I always use the the term of building tables um, because sometimes you you won't have the seat at the table. Let's just be real. Um, you know, I was young. Uh, I look younger than what I am too. So that's another battle that I have to deal with, but um, I'm a paralegal. I'm not an attorney. So to sit at the attorney uh, table, right? You usually have to be an attorney. And so understanding that I created my own table and I welcomed everyone where there's administrators, court reporters, paralegals, podcasters. So create your own. If there's no table and you're not going to be invited, one day you will, and you'll make enough noise to where they will welcome you with open arms. And here I am telling you this because it has happened to me. I've gotten plenty of law firms calling me to help them out with their teams and do the consulting and do this and do that. And understanding that just because at the beginning it's a no, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be a no. So Correct. Yeah. I mean, and that's gone for some of the guests that we've had on our our show, you know, to other podcasters, you think, oh, could we, I mean, we've got Carol Baskin from Tiger King, one of the high, highest grossing film, you know, movies, you know, series of all time on Netflix, you know, why? We asked the question, you know, we put ourselves out there, you know, we, we've had Shay Robotson, who's probably one of the largest LinkedIn influencers on the, on the platform. How? Because we ask the question and we're prepared for people to say no. We're prepared to have those. You know, I always go on record saying there's one guest that we haven't yet got, but I'm pretty sure we will. And they're, you know, they're, they're the spouse of one of the top A-list, you know, actors of all time. And they're in the legal profession. So, you know, until we get them, I've not completed the mission of leaving podcast, but I'm prepared to put ourselves out there just because we want to bring the best people and, and do our absolute best. But we know no is just one step closer to a yes. That's right. You just keep going. You just, um, I always say that uh, I, you know, you follow what, what is it? You fall like 99 times, but get up a hundred. Um, yeah. It's like, 
I grew up um, watching boxing and I love boxing, by the way. We're Puerto Rican, so like boxing is our jam. Uh, we literally have boxing matches in Puerto Rico in the streets back in the day. So yeah, so boxing was a big thing in my household growing up. And and that's what I saw. I saw fighters, right, physically, obviously, but they would yeah. get down, get back up. Sometimes they wouldn't, but they would, you know, brush themselves off and go on to the next fight. And I think that's what life is all about. I mean, I know that's a weird analogy, but it's true, right? Like you'll get bumped down you'll get knocked out and then you just get right back up and unfortunately we will stumble like life is just a journey right like there's no roadmap there's no right or wrong answers there's no right or wrong path like everybody's like choose the path and it's like no there's so many you know and and like my the same business coach she was on a podcast the other day and she says I feel like I like I have lived seven lives And that is so true because you're here to evolve. You're here to change. You're here to grow. And as you grow, your perspective changes. As you grow, you will lose people, but you will gain people and understand that that's okay. That's perfectly okay. It's part of the evolution of life. You know, if you're not, if we're not growing, we're dying. You know, it's, it's really that simple. So, you know, it's so important that you surround yourself with people, you know, you meet someone for, you know, it's, it, I think it is a one time, a lifetime or a season or a reason, all of that. I, I genuinely believe in that. Um, you know, as people go through your journey, because everything is energy, you know, everything is energy. You either got radiators or drains in your life and you really want to be surrounded by a lot of radiators. That's the key to this because they will help you light up. They'll help you really, really drive your career forwards. And I see so many people that get so bummed out when they try to get their first legal job and they get rejected and they're mm-hmm. so deflated. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say to them, well, you know, what can you learn from that? You know, let's look at the redirection with that. What's the feedback that you got? I didn't get any feedback. Did you ask? No, they sent me an automated email. So is that good enough for you? An automated email? Like if it's meant to be, it's up to me. You have to take accountability. So you need to have these sort of people that can push you, coaches, recruiters, movers, shakers, networkers, because otherwise it can get very, very overwhelming and you can get down. So it's if the one thing you take away from today's discussion is improve your network. You know, if you have a better quality network of people around you, you'll have a more successful career and you'll feel better inside because people who generally are happy for you and want to lift you up, they're the people that you want to have. Not people that just say things and their actions are completely different, but having this business coach, like you mentioned, or having a mentor, like they lift you up. Yes. They lift you up. And so you're, you know, you, you want to not even let those people down and you feel like inspired, energized to, to kind of want to go to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think sometimes that's another thing that I've been noticing that most of the managers, human resource departments that have been reaching out to us, they're saying they have no ambition anymore. Like, I don't know what happened. They came in all bush island tailed, you know, whatever. And now it's like they're deflated. And I was like, well, that has a lot to say with the environment that you created. Because if they came in that way, right, and then all of a sudden now they're not, obviously there's something wrong with the environment that you're promoting and that atmosphere that you have created for them. So there's something in the atmosphere, kind of like allergies, <laughs> that is making mm. not feel okay. So um, we need to figure that out. We need to figure out what's wrong. Is it the software? Is it the colleagues? Is it the team effort? Is it the team building exercises? What exactly is causing this you know, star paralegal that you had to not be such a star anymore, to dim their light? Um, because that's like the worst thing that can happen to a legal industry is having a really amazing legal professional attorney, whatever you fill in the blank, um, really good, really top notch, like just 
like you said, feel deflated. I'm like, that's the worst thing that can happen yeah. because they're doing, they were doing so good for this industry and now they're not, now they can't because now they're not feeling so well. So we lose a lot of good people um, that way. So I think you're right. I think creating conversations, having these conversations, you know, open forums um, and under and letting people know that you're not alone is another thing. Cause I feel like sometimes people individualize their problems. Like nobody else is going through this, just me. So I'm not even going to say anything. And it's like, no, it's the complete opposite. Everybody has been either been through it, going through it, or will go through it and can learn from you. So that's really the side of the spectrum that I'm at right now. <laughs> It's very true. I think, you know, there's there's two very easy things you can do to, to, to ensure people feel safe, valued and don't get into that space. Kindness and empathy. empathy. You know, yeah. if, if you can have some empathy with, you know, maybe people have got stuff going on outside of work that, you know, is affecting their performance. You know, don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them and say, hey, I've noticed you've been late the last couple of days. Just want to check all is OK, because you never know. You know, they may feel scared. So you need to create these safe spaces because a lot of people leave because they feel that they can't have uh, an open discussion or safe space, you know, where they can they can air their, their, their thoughts, their feelings. And, you know, why would you want to, to have people that are not happy because a happier workforce is a more profitable workforce rather than just, hey, you've been late two times. Like what's going on? Completely wrong approach completely yes. wrong approach being kinder to your people being more supportive more empathetic to people and not just putting on your website and not having those core values like genuinely 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 caring is the best secret source to any success to keeping good people and bringing great people through your organization absolutely and i think that you just mentioned about listing them out and not actually doing what you speak like not actually walking you know walk the talk or whatever it's called um I think that goes throughout the entire society, right? As of now. <laughs> I'll give you an example of, you know, walking the walk. So um, one of our team members over after the, the Christmas holiday came back and said, um, I need to, to be taking my lunch break because I want to do some, I, I, I need some appointments for, regarding my well-being." And I said, no, 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 you don't take your lunch break for that. You have that anyway and you still have your lunch break and it's completely fine and you take as long as you want because i would rather you have an hour and a half to, to sort of feel your well-being and have your lunch break than feel like you're having to rush because you're not going to get it it's going to be on your mind and i think at the end of the day what sort of organization are you a case of that's one and a half hours chargeables that we can't afford to lose or actually what's the upside of giving away those one and a half chargeable hours to having someone who's happy, who's motivated, who's going to be a better advocate for your organization, who's going to feel rewarded, who's going to feel like they're really included and supportive. Like it's really, really important you listen to your people. Absolutely. And I think that that has been a long battle, especially here in the States. You know, when we talk about like maternity and paternity leave, you know, there's other countries such as Europe um, where you get a long time that's paid and, and this and that. And it's really um, concerning that even our politicians are not noticing that that is so important when other countries are, have been doing it since the, I don't know, stand of time, since it, it happened. So um, understanding, and I think that is what kind of sets the tone to all these other businesses doing businesses in this country. They're like, oh, well, they don't even pay them, you know, time for leave. So here you are, a brand new parent, whatever. I'm not going to be sexist about it. You have this brand new baby and you barely have time with them because you're not getting paid for it. So either you take your three months unpaid or you say, love you. Bye. 
and pay yeah. somebody else to take care of your child. And so I'm like, how absurd is <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, now that you think about it logically, I'm like, how, like, how crazy does that sound right now? Like, yeah. really? <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. But I think, you know, with more, more podcasts like yours, more people speaking up, sharing, you know, creating these safe spaces, forming community, you know, change, change will happen. And that's what I'm excited about. Uh, that's, that's what we're here for, right? Well, Robert, I'm not going to take any more of your time because we have, I mean, we can go on for days because we have so much. <laughs> time. But, I, I mean, have loved it. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you're super busy. And I thank you for being on the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. I know this is the beginning of a wonderful, fruitful collaboration and we'll keep in touch. This is just the beginning of wonderful conversations uh, here to come. So thank you so much for coming on. Edda, the pleasure is all mine. You've been a wonderful host, super, super kind, super supportive. So I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I would just encourage all your listeners to download, spread the word for this podcast and to give you five stars and a rating and review because you deserve it. You're a brilliant host, you're a brilliant community builder, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Rob. Once you find it all.